you're listening to Shoot the Hostage. I'm Sarah. And I'm Dan. We're a movie-obsessed couple that delves into a different film each week based around a theme. This season the theme is Aliens, and we're covering eight extraterrestrial-themed movies. Shoot the Hostage contains explicit language and mature content, as well as major spoilers for the chosen film. We really hope you enjoy listening and stick around. There were no, there were no fires in the sky in this movie. Not literal fires, no. I thought. Did anyone say the words "There's a fire in the sky"? Um, pretty close to that, yeah. It was like a fire in the sky. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> do did, you know? Do you know where the title comes from? N- no. Um, it's a line from a Deep Purple song. Oh. <laughs> a band? Are they a band? <laughs> Are they a band? Yes, they're a band. <laughs> oh, like like Boney M. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Boney M's a band. Yeah. Boney Pure M. disco, deep purple. <laughs> when was Boney M popular? Seventies. Uh, Seventies. When did this movie take place? The seventies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. So with this. yeah, in in the same way that Boney M were a band that was popular in the seventies. Yes, they're exactly like Deep Purple. Uh, let's move on <laughs> and the Bee Gees <laughs> yeah they're all the same and that those are all the 1970s bands that I know the Osmonds the Osmonds oh, never them. mind keep just keep it moving <laughs> let's talk about some aliens oh aliens yeah alien season in our penultimate episode as well yeah God, episode 23 23 yeah that's right Fire in the Sky 1993 mm. another 90s movie yeah very nice one that I wasn't aware of, I don't think. Or maybe I was when I was super young, but, you know, forgot about it. Because it's a very, like, straight-to-TV kind of movie. And oh, I, don't. I, I But I think you introduced me to it, what, last year? Yeah, it was last year. But I only watched it for the first time about three years ago. And that was only because I think I read some listicle that was, like, ten movies with sequences so harrowing you'll never mm. sleep soundly again or some something like that. Yeah. Bullshit. Buzzfeed, I don't know. <laughs> so I was in, immediately, my interest was piqued, and it was on Freevee at the time. Freevee? Um, oh no. <laughs> Let's not promote them. Okay. Unless they're going to send us something. What they can might they... sue us after that. Like, do you think so? No. <laughs> I don't think they can sue us for that. No. They might send us some free streaming movies. It's all free. It's all free. It's in the name. You've got to watch the adverts, though. That's true. Neighbours is on Freevee now. Ugh. Brand new Neighbours. Can we talk about aliens? Am I just going to have to keep steering this back to aliens? I don't want to talk about neighbours. I think so. It only took me three minutes to get to Harold Bishop. That's a new record, I think. Just you wait till we cover Body Melt. (laughs) I'm not covering that movie. That was horrible. I hated that experience. The one thing it had going for it is that Harold Bishop was doing... Was he like a detective or something? Um, Sneaking around a house with a a gun and a holster or something? I believe he was a scientist. (laughs) That's what he was doing when he got amnesia. <laughs> Neighbours. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't join the Salvation Army. He no. became a scientist and no. was looking for a drug that melted. Fire in the sky, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fire in the sky. We watched this on VHS. We did. Didn't we? So this is our the, like the first movie we've covered that we're watching on VHS, right? Yeah. I programmed one in for next season. Have you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. 
We'll talk about that next season. In about 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah, I just, my brain was like, oh no, I've got to do maths. Yeah, so it's the first VHS and I guess, um, I mean, it's nice to have the VHSs, but it's a shit way to watch movies, isn't it? Oh, do you know what? No, it's not. It's I love crap. it. It's terrible. It, why? <laughs> We couldn't. There are moments in the movie that we couldn't see what was going on because of the. Uh, is it called the tracking? Like, Shut up! It was great. That cost me fifteen pounds. <laughs> I know it's insane. Look, listen, I, I love it. I love having the VHS boxes on a shelf and having our. You little... just don't want to watch them. <laughs> it's just it's an inferior experience, and you can't you can't say oh it's better like people are like oh vinyl was better because it sounds better. I don't know. It may do. It may not. I really can't tell. Well, but movies are definitely not better watching well, on maybe, VHS. Maybe they're not better, but it exists. <laughs> so it may be an inferior medium, but this is as good a time as any to talk about lost media and the potentials of just movies that we love disappearing because we searched yeah. high and low for this film. Yeah, um, We watched it on Freebie, as you already said. Yeah, Couldn't find it anywhere to stream. So... Tried to find it on DVD. Could we? Could we fuck? Mm-mm. So I had to go on eBay and find a fucking VHS tape. That's mad. Desperate times. But 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 like you know, in like two months, it will be back on Freebie or some other pla- of course platform. Course it will, and I'll be stuck with a fifteen quid paperweight <laughs> that doesn't work properly. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> somebody rewound the last twenty minutes too many times. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, definitely worth it. But the one thing about um watching the vhs is that it did have the trailers on and with, with dvds i always feel the need to skip them but with with vhs's it's a bit easier to just sit there and watch them it's part of the experience it is it does definitely feels more a part of the experience uh, on vhs's than it does on dvds because i think i've always skipped them on dvds and blu-rays I don't yeah think ever unless it's like the rock or something and i'm just like yeah it's the car chase bit um but yeah, there was, there was some. I mean, they were all sort of nineties movies, weren't they? Did you make it? Did you notice the movies that? I only remember the, the firm. The firm, the yeah. Tom Cruise film. Oh yeah, he did a run and a flip or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for, for the longest time, I was thinking, ah, oh, this is a few good men, isn't it? And it's like, no. It was... I thought it was as well. He was in a uniform. <laughs> I always get them mixed up. In one, yeah. he's a lawyer, and the other one, he's a lawyer. I, I haven't. I'm not confident I've seen either. One's a firm and one's the military. Do you know what I have seen? A fire in the sky, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> We're talking about the trailers. We're trying to set the scene when this movie came out. It came out in 1993. It did. And the trailers were the plane crash one, where they ate each other. Alive. Bit. Alive, yeah. Which, anyway. Um, the one where... Spoiler, some of them are. <laughs> I, was just, and I was just about to talk about the movie and I thought, I don't want to spoil Alive for, for, for people. Um that haven't seen that forty-year-old movie, um, the the Robert um, Robert uh, indecent proposal. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say Robert Mugabe. I think that's because Joe Lycett said that the other day in that live thing we watched. But then I couldn't get that name out of my head. Yeah, that famous film where Robert Mugabe <laughs> asks to spend a night with Demi Moore. You know the one. <laughs> and Woody Harrelson's in it. Yeah. Yeah, Indecent Proposal. Mm-hmm. That's a forgettable movie. Sliver. Oh, what was that one? 
uh, Sliver, the Sharon Stone movie. Was that about like cameras or something? Do you know what? I've about never seen it, Sliver. but I've seen the trailer so many times at the beginning of DVD, uh, VHS tapes. Okay. But well, I've never seen it. Maybe we should watch it. Okay. And Adam's Family Values. Oh, yeah. Classic. I don't remember them there being any footage of the um, the camp scenes. You know, when they go to camp yeah. and Adam's family values and they go to that camp thing. I don't remember seeing any scenes in the in the trailer. So I wonder if they were reshoots. Oh, maybe. That was what was going through my mind. Okay. Was- <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about fire in the sky then. You're so fucking desperate to. <laughs> Give me a synopsis. Uh, oh, you right. were familiar with the story already. Well, kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I find this topic because it's like a tr- true story, <laughs> in air quotes, right? It's this Travis Walton's uh, retelling of his alien abduction mm-hmm. that happened in 1975. I was kind of aware of it. I was aware of the name of Travis Walton, but I'm super interested in the whole. My chair is very squeaky. I know you gave it, gave my chair a dirty look there, but I just, <laughs> what well, I don't know. I've got some WD forty around here somewhere. Do you want to stop the show so I can oil the chair? Or should I just try and sit still? You need some alien goop I or some, some maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to drop some maple syrup on my head. Yeah. And you remember, remember that I got abducted by aliens. Spoilers. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You've seen the movie. Um, yeah, super interested in the topic. Mm-hmm. Given what's been going on the last few years now, I, who knows what the fuck is going on really, but it's interesting. Whatever angle you look at it, if this stuff is real, it's interesting. If it's not real, that's still interesting because that means there's something else going on or, I don't know, just some big fucking psyop. It's like, but why? <laughs> it is definitely very interesting. Anything that's to do with kind of fringe science or just theories about what could be going on, mm. I find very interesting. I've got very little to add to the conversation because I'm not super well informed, um, but it is fascinating. Yeah, I think um, I think a few sometimes conspiracy theories kind of cross over with each other and they meet, and that's mm. kind of the case with all of the alien stuff as well and the UAP stuff. You know, you've got obviously the Roswell stuff and the cover up there. People like Travis Walton or um, that time Ant and Deck <laughs> <laughs> picked apart an alien. That was real, right? Yeah, they they did some kind of alien autopsy in it. I'm an alien. Get me out of here. That's yeah, know. that yeah. was it. Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alien walks on the ceiling. Uh-huh. Uh dancing on the ceiling. That's another 70s, 70s band. <laughs> was it? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, aliens super super interesting. Um lots of conspiracy theories kind of wound up within each other. You got Project Blue Beam is the kind of the main thing that people go Oh, we've got to watch what the government are disclosing now because it's probably Project Blue Beam when they're going to beam holographic aliens in the sky and then go, everyone stay inside because you should be afraid now and buy all of our products and chop. I mean, they tried that when we had an actual global pandemic and people didn't <laughs> obey orders. So yeah. good luck, government. And um, a lot of people at the time as well were shouting, oh, they're going to do Project Blue Beam. I think that was just after people were saying they're putting up these... Um, masts that do 5g at people and cause covid oh my god i might have just been falling down a massive david Icke rabbit hole at that time <laughs> because it was very interesting and it took my mind off of the impending doom 
Anyway, fire in the sky. Well, so. we, can, we can debunk one conspiracy theory already. I got the vaccine, but I already had autism. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it just leveled me up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You got extra powers. Yeah. Yeah, super, super interesting. And this guy's story is very interesting as well. He, mm. he it's, I've listened to a few podcasts now and it's all the same. It's all similar. He seems like a well-rounded guy. He seems like he's not a nut job. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's evidence. I'm not saying that's definitely true. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, it, N- not everybody's Gary Boosie. No, true. But, it's, you know, it's a 50-year-old story now. There was there were six of them that went out there. Mm-hmm. I think it was six or seven. I think I it was seven, but in the was film it, it was six. Right, okay. I knew in the movie they had less. Yeah. One less. <laughs> fewer. Yeah, fewer. <laughs> um, no, the last thing I can remember is Gary Boosie. Now I can't stop thinking about buttered but sausage. sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about buttered sausage. <laughs> Shall I do this synopsis then before we get too, you, you too far ahead? You probably should, yeah. Right, so, directed by Rob Lieberman, 1993, 109 minutes long. Okay, there's a very long tagline here, so let's uh, let's say this. Alien abduction, November 5th, 1975, White Mountains, northeastern Arizona, based on the true story. Uh, too much detail for a tagline there. And the synopsis reads, a group of men who were clearing brush for the government arrived back in town claiming that their friend was abducted by aliens nobody believes them and despite a lack of motive and no evidence of foul play their friend's disappearance is treated as murder yeah so um i think the problem with this movie i'm going to start with a problem is that it's fucking boring oh (laughs) i disagree the first hour and 20 minutes it's like come on come on and the first time I watched it, it was like, yeah, I can do this because it's the first time I've seen it. But the second time I was struggling. Really? Yeah. And I was like, come on, let's just get to the end bit. That seems to be quite a popular opinion. But yeah. I'm going to book the trend and say that I just kind of enjoy the film for what it is. I enjoy the fact that Travis Walton is like a biker that enjoys riding down the street and <laughs> committing traffic <laughs> offences and driving on the pavement and then not stopping to pick up his breakfast and someone just hangs it out of a window his donuts and he, he picks it up without stopping he's a fucking maverick he's a Dan. maverick he's a wild card and what better way to show how someone how good someone is and how much fun they are than showing them just cutting up people in traffic yeah exactly <laughs> And then also I enjoyed when there was the dreams and aspirations scene where he handed uh, Robert Patrick a crayon drawing of his <laughs> shop that he wanted to open. MT, get it? Yeah. MT. <laughs> and then that there is the character motivations and the themes of this movie. Well, you've skipped too far ahead already. Have I? I'm going to take us right back to the beginning. So I really appreciate the opening. I think it's a really strong opening. I don't know. I think it was a really good idea to have the cold open after the abduction has taken place. Abduction, in inverted quotes, um, to kind of leave us guessing. Because obviously it starts when they're speeding back down the hill into town. Oh, does it? Sans Travis. Okay. What do you mean, does it? We watched it together last night. (laughs) Was it last night? Yes. Oh my God. This... (laughs) This feels like a week ago I watched this movie. Did you wake up in a phone box naked? I cannot comment. <laughs> Were you probed? <laughs> <laughs> Points of the doll where they touched you. 
In the arse. <laughs> in the bummel. Right. So, I don't know. I thought I kind of enjoyed that because I think yeah. immediately they've got my attention. Yeah, I mean, they had, they had my that. attention, <laughs> if not yours. I, I clearly wasn't paying attention then. <laughs> for, for some reason, I sat there and was transfixed with the trailers before it, and then the film started, and I must have just fucked off, like, mentally in my mind. <laughs> right, let's just go on some fucking trip in my brain, as sometimes happens. Um, yeah, okay, so you, you enjoyed the way that it started and then went back and told mm-hmm. the story of the characters. Um, that's fair enough. I thought that... For the budget of this movie, and I think it was, yeah, 15, 15 million. Okay. I mean... that's That might be more than I thought, but then some of the effects towards the end are pretty good. I think most of that money is in the, effects. the set yeah. and the puppets and stuff that's in the final act. Yeah, I think you're right. Wait, wait. When was um, when was T2? T2? Yeah. Trainspotting 2? Judgment Day. Judgment <laughs> 90, 91, I think. 91. So, like, Robert Patrick could probably demand a decent salary after that, right? Um, I don't know, you know. I think it was Judgment Day, Terminator 2, From Dust Till Dawn 2. <laughs> that was his career progression. Yeah, I okay. think so. So, yeah, the, the budget, I guess, was... I don't know if that's small or large, then, for the type for of movie this is. I think ago. that's a lot, actually, thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean... Right, so I do I do love this movie, but I am going to side with you when you said it kind of looks a bit made for TV. Mm. And I don't necessarily think that's in the production values. I think it looks all right, but there is just something about it, and I can't quite put my finger on it, some inta- intangible quality the film has that does make it look a bit made for TV. I think it's got more of a made for TV vibe, like the... I don't know. The, do you know what it? It's you know definitely what it the clarinetty type music they've got going on. Oh, don't let, don't get me started on the score. That's <laughs> I hate the score in this film. Um, but do you know what it makes me think of? Twin Peaks. Okay. Just that kind of small rural town kind of day to day weirdness. Yeah. It, it was less off kilter than Twin Peaks, obviously, because David Lynch wasn't involved. But it had shades of that, I think. Yeah, it had shades of it, and but also like you could make sense of this, whereas <laughs> yeah. a Lynch production, I don't know, I can't make any sense of any Lynch. I don't thing. think Lynch can. No, but I, I, do you know what? Like, I'm, I didn't have a problem with how it looked in and of itself. I actually think some of the, obviously, the third act goes without saying. I think that looked incredible. Yeah, like it was super well done, and some of the stuff they did with the lighting in the forest, with the initial mm. contact with the the craft and stuff, that was all cleverly done you know mm-hmm. with lighting and stuff and the dop was was i was gonna say bill duke it's <laughs> definitely not bill duke it wouldn't surprise me if he was also a dop he's a hard working man yeah um bill pope okay who, he started with um sam raimi on dark man and then oh. did army of darkness of course um this movie blank check yeah. <laughs> oh no that problematic favorite <laughs> yeah wish fulfillment movie clueless oh and then started working with the Wachowski sisters on Bound and the Matrix trilogy, and oh, working with Edgar Wright on Baby Driver and that sort of thing. Done a, done a couple of Marvels, did a Shang Chi, and did a, an Ant Man Quantum Mania. And at the moment, he is working on Unfrosted. Unfrosted. Yeah. What's that? Have a guess what that is. Unfrosted. Yeah. Um, sequel to California Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wasn't that just called California Woman or something? Yeah. <laughs> that exists and good luck finding it. Like gender swapped. It's probably on VHS for 300 yeah. quid. Um, unfrosted, it's the <laughs> it's the Pop-Tart story. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Is this because of Barbie? Is this all Barbie's doing? I don't know. You, I, I, somebody just went, every property that was popular in the 90s, get on it now. Yeah. Call somebody. Get my people on the line. What, what was it? Commode was, was calling these movies um, bi- um, biopics. Biopics, But yeah. as in B-U-Y. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's going to stick with me now. It's yeah. a biopic. I don't think it was him that coined the term. He was quoting somebody else, but it is he was. genius. Some the friend of Mark Commode came up with that <laughs> term. Let's not that be, let that be forgotten. But uh, guess guess who the director of Unfrosted the Pop Pop Tart Story is? Have a guess. I, oh God, David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a weird Pop Tart movie. That would be a Pop Tart movie. I would buy a ticket for i think so too i i i, I still like i would be like i know what pop tarts are i think i'd finish that movie and go what are pop tarts i don't, don't even just, know what they he's are just anymore. sat in the corner in the pitch meeting smoking a cigarette going it's a pop tart except inside of it there's monkeys <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like yeah <laughs> when you break it open monkeys and tiny people come running out yeah and then the man in a cowboy hat says what are you doing with that pop tart <laughs> And the movie ends. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that was that was genius. Yeah. Masterpiece. Ma- masterpiece. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, what? <laughs> <laughs> Guess who it was it was gonna Just be directed tell me. by? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Why? <laughs> what timeline is this? I don't know, it's the timeline where there's an alien abduction story that stars um Peter Berg. <laughs> Nicely brought back the, the direct- to fire in the sky. The director of Battleship. <laughs> it is a strange film. It's and, a strange film with a strange cast. And friend of Mark Wahlberg. Oh no. Yeah, good mates. Well, he's gone down in my estimation. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um DB Sweeney is in this movie. Yeah. You Name know, one I- other DB Sweeney <laughs> movie. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I no, can't. nor can I. I can't, but I think he should play D.B. Cooper in a D.B. <laughs> Cooper movie. Maybe he is D.B. Cooper. Maybe he is D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Maybe... Mystery solved. There you go. Have that one for free. Robert Patrick is also in this movie. Yeah. He plays Mike. And I'm not familiar with anyone else. Oh, Craig Henry... Sheffer. Craig, Craig, Craig Sheffer. Boone from Nightbreed. Oh, of course, Boone. I forgot that this is, his, Boone. this is his other movie. How dare you. <laughs> he was also in One Tree Hill. <laughs> What's that? Uh, some teen TV show. It's garbage. Oh, oh, that passed me by. Yeah. Um, Bradley Gregg uh-huh. plays Bobby. Bradley Gregg. <laughs> Did I sound like a parrot that was saying Bradley Gregg? Bradley Gregg. Bradley Gregg. <laughs> um, Henry Thomas. Yeah, because they were like, we're doing a movie about aliens. Get the alien guy. He was in an alien movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he knows He knows about this. Alien. <laughs> I feel like Norman Reedus should have been in this movie. That's all I could think of when they were just well, lugging around Robert the Patrick kind of reminded me of Norman Reedus. Yes. He'd have been too young, though, wouldn't he? When was the Boondock Saints movie out? Was that like 98 or something? Um, I can't remember. I just know that I watched it once and I didn't like it. But Billy Connolly was in it. And a lot of people really enjoy it. And I don't know why. I didn't know Billy Connolly was in that. It's, and Sean Patrick Flannery. It's just about to say this. Young Indiana Jones. Sean pa- Patrick <laughs> Flannery. That's the other thing he's in, is it? 
Yeah. Right, okay. So, yeah, not a bad cast, you know. Like, Henry Thomas, I guess, was sort of, was not in stuff or, or in mainstream stuff for the longest time. When you showed me um, Hill House and, and the mm. Mike Flanagan oh, yeah, stuff. He's, he's got steady work through Mike Flanagan now. I hadn't I thought about him since <laughs> fucking 1982, before I was born. <laughs> um, but, like, having watched E.T. growing up and stuff, like, it's not someone I ever really thought about. So, hang in there, Henry Thomas. You're doing Fire in the Sky in 93, but in three decades, you'll be... You'll be crushing it You'd be on crushing Netflix. it in some of the greatest <laughs> television ever made. Yeah. On the on the track of like it looks quite nice. There are moments that stick out to me. One cast member that I don't think you mentioned is James Garner, the great James Garner who plays um he's kind of drafted in to investigate the the disappearance of uh, Travis. Mm. And there's one scene where he's approaching town and he's driving in his car and you just see him through the windshield. And you see four red lights come down. And obviously we know it's an alien movie. So there's that kind of thought of, oh, what's happening? And then mm. it kind of switches camera to his point of view and it's a train crossing. Right. But I thought that was really nicely done. So it's kind of a fake out. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Do you know what? I don't remember that. I haven't watched it last <laughs> night. You were sitting closer to the television than I was. Oh yeah. Let's blame it on that, shall we? Um, and we were watching it on a tiny screen. Isn't it a great way to experience a movie? <laughs> it was the only way, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we're like no we are not stealing movies we're going to pay 15 pounds for a vhs yes and stubbornly sit through 20 minutes of trailers yeah what a, what a movie thrown on vhs as well we've got this and enemy mine random fucking collection <laughs> and josie and the pussycats <laughs> don't forget apex we've got some corkers that's a good movie right down have, do we, have we got hardware yeah. Oh, we should cover hardware, actually, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, point. as long as we make mention of Richard Stanley being a weirdo I think we, and a little bit problematic. We definitely need to acknowledge the fact that there's some shady shit that's going on with that yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, but also he is insane. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> entertaining story about his role in directing movies <laughs> and not and not directing and not directing them and infiltr anymore. infiltrating the sets of movies he shouldn't have been <laughs> on anymore <laughs> anyway so james garner arrives in town yeah. and starts questioning the group of friends i don't know if you clocked but robert patrick immediately starts using past tense mm, yes i did do you know what that's the one thing i did notice so they genuinely do i don't know if this was true to life obviously you know more about the real story and we're going to compare notes in a little bit mm -hmm. um but they presume he's dead from the word go obviously it's a little bit further on from that that we kind of get a little bit of a flashback and we're clued into what exactly happened yeah but at that point yeah presumed dead i guess because when they're talking they get they they get to the bar and they're talking to the police and like you're, you're right he starts using past tense and they kind of say you know let's go and look for the, let's go and look for him but the police are saying but you said that they took him so what is it did they take him or like you know so they are it is suspicious yeah if someone comes up to me and says alien come took my mate away right, well, where's he buried where is he but where'd you bury him equally if i saw aliens take one of my friends away i don't think i would be focused on getting my story straight you know i think i'd be all over the fucking shop too yes yeah you just want to be factual and try and get your mate back i guess i'd be mute sat in a corner rocking if you saw a spaceship yeah if you were that close to a spaceship i would piss myself <laughs> <laughs> okay 
I'd be fascinated, but I would piss. I yeah, I'd probably piss as well. Yeah. I'd shit. So we've would got you? we've got the full toilet variety. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it would be very troubling. It would be. Uh, I often think to myself, you know, if you're open to seeing aliens, will they come for you? Um, which is something that Stephen Greer talks about a lot. Oh, but let's Lord. not go down 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 that path. Well, um, so sometimes I'm thinking about aliens a lot. I'm like, I should stop thinking about aliens just in, <laughs> just in case. So you think I'm ready for it. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not the one. <laughs> I think you're fascinating, but I, I don't want to see you because I'll be really, really scared. So obviously I don't want to skip ahead too far, but we do see what happens to Travis, supposedly, yeah. when he's taken into the ship. Do you think that if alien, well, aliens do exist. Let's get that straight. Do you think if aliens were to come to Earth and abduct humans, they would kind of conduct experiments? Or do you think they would be able to, they would be so advanced, they'd be able to get their answers from a distance? It's fun to speculate. Yeah. But honest, the honest answer is who fucking knows? I don't know. I'm always kind of interested in the idea of time perception. So like if there's a being, maybe it's not, they don't come from another planet. Maybe it's another reality dimension whatever you want to call it so maybe time is a different thing and maybe there is someone of interest that maybe has a kid that has a kid that has a kid that has a kid who is someone super interesting and they're trying to isolate a gene or or something i don't know so i can't really justify why they would abduct people and carry out experiments experiments on them in terms of the ordinary biology because you would imagine that they've probably mastered that yeah because um, there are so many people throughout history who claim to have been abducted and they've all got relatively similar stories. Yeah. So then the question is, is that does that lend the stories more credence, the fact that they're so similar, or is it just the power of suggestion? There's so many people on Earth who think that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam that doesn't exist. What? <laughs> Mandela Effect, again. Yeah. yeah. So... Is it like shared delusion? Is it just that one person's story disseminates and they all go, oh, that sounds really familiar and they convince themselves that's what happened or it's interesting. That that to me is almost more interesting, like the human psychology of people who, who tell these stories yeah. and insist that it's happened to them. I think it's I think it's worthy of investigation. I yeah. think I think like I don't know, I'm pretty I'm pretty open minded, but at the same time I'm I'm I can keep a distance from I can be like, oh, that seems kind of likely, but who fucking knows is basically how <laughs> I treat everything. Yeah. But who knows what their motivations would be? Yeah, maybe they would abduct people, but who fucking knows what the reason would be? Are we? Is it some kind of zoo where they're coming in and just checking in on us? Are are they? What the whole planet? You think Earth is a zoo? Yeah, I'm, to them. I, I'm. Who, I'm just regurgitating <laughs> ideas that other people have uh, said on podcasts and stuff but it's, it's super interesting i wouldn't it's, go to a human zoo just fyi waste of money yeah we're not that interesting um <laughs> i think we are interesting i think we're very interesting because we're fucking insane <laughs> yeah the bulk of us we don't make any sense no it's 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 weird when you think about humanity as on, on the whole it's it's weird like how we've gotten to to where we are in, in such a sort of relatively short amount of time as well and you think if there's another galaxy out there that's um another world that's eight billion years old instead of our earth that's like four and a half billion years old that's double the amount of time it's feasible that there would be an advanced 
a race of aliens that could do stuff. Guys, we've lost him. Oh. <laughs> Can you hear my, He's hat going there. my hat's crinkling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I wondered where that was going. I was just letting it happen. <laughs> so to tie it back to last week, um, something that I did know was just before the abduction or just before they kind of see the fire in the sky, they're tearing down the hill from their logging job with country music blaring in the truck. Um, so it did tickle me that these aliens were drawn to country music yeah. and it didn't make their heads explode like yeah. last week. Instead of Mars attacks, yeah. where, like you say, their heads explodey. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. made me chuckle. They fucking love country west. They love a bit of bluegrass, yeah. So at that point, obviously, he gets kind of... What happens? He gets like jolted. He's not abducted straight away, is he? No. Um, the, the light appears. Yeah. And it... it, it as you say, and he stands him, directly under it. And, but it pushes him backwards. Yeah. And then he, At which point they think he's dead. Yeah. And then that's why they they have it on their toes and yeah. they're off. Um yeah, and then he and then he gets sucked off in the, in, <laughs> Phrasing. The <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yes, then he gets sucked off by the aliens. <laughs> Carry on. It's like that other movie we watched that. <laughs> <laughs> what was that called? Extraterrestrial. We'll get into that in the rap show. We've watched so many alien movies this month. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. <laughs> With Michael Ironside. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the rap show. You're right. Where were we? Well, he gets abducted. Yeah, he gets sucked off into the spaceship. Yeah. Personally, I think it's for wearing double denim outside of Canada. I think so. I think it's uh, intergalactic crime. Yeah, it's a punishment. Double denim if you're not yeah. Canadian. Uh huh. Or you don't get the privilege of wearing a Canadian tuxedo in Arizona. No. Or on Neptune. <laughs> they hate it there as well. Do they? Yeah. Oh, so you do know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the first act done, then, isn't it? And we're up to speed, and then we get the whole second act of just men almost having fights with one another, but not. Yeah, there's a bit of that in the first act as well with the the sword play with the with the chainsaws, I've the got... most phallic <laughs> weapon. We had this discussion last night about how almost all weapons are phallic. All weapons are phallic. Yeah, because by their very nature, they have to penetrate you. Apart from throwing stars, that was the only one I could come up with. <laughs> yeah, but they still they still in, get inserted into your body. It's still kind of sexy, isn't it? And I mean, I don't mean, <laughs> listen, I'm not revealing anything about my sexual I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap it up. Come on. Let's... Uh, yeah, you're, yes. Weapons are phallic. Name me a weapon that is not phallic, apart from throwing stars. You, you even nearly said nunchucks yesterday. And you're like, actually, yes, no. two dicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like I said yesterday, anything can be a weapon. So I could chuck a TV at your head. And thus it becomes a weapon. And that's yeah, not phallic. I guess so. And it doesn't penetrate you. It just demolishes your skull. <laughs> but, th- but then didn't we didn't we clarify this by saying, okay, only things that are manufactured with the clear As intention of being a weapon. <sighs> like a sword or a gun. Then no, I can't think of one. Or a crossbow. All right, everything's phallic. Everything's phallic. We live in a patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> everything's a dick. But yes, the second act of this movie is predominantly men squaring up to each other. Yeah. I it's it gets a bit look, I like this bit, movie. I think this is a four-star movie, and even I find that bit tiresome. Four star? 
You heard me. Wow. I know it's generous, but I like it. No, it's fair. No, it's fair. First it's, time uh, I watched this, about three years ago, I fucking loved it. Okay. I think the, the second act is, uh, it gets a little repetitive. Like you say, it's a load of guys going, well, we didn't do nothing. And them going, well, we think you did do a thing. And Stop like, questioning us. <laughs> we did not do a thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, we think you did do a thing. James Garner's just there in his cowboy hat looking pensive and aggressive and trying to get to the bottom of things. Yes. So they offer them a lie detector test. They do, yeah. They um, they invite them to a polygraph. Yes. And it's that's what, like a pseudoscience within itself, right? It's it's not, or, or like it's not... I don't know. It's not nonsense. Because obviously things like body language interpretation can be written off as pseudoscience. Yeah. Polygraph, I think there is some truth to it. But it's not admissible in a courtroom. I know that much. And there are so many mitigating factors. Like, I'm an anxious person. Mm. My heart rate would go up just purely because I'm being questioned. So I think that would kind of knock everything out of whack a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we've just seen an alien ship and now we're being questioned by the police. Yeah, I'm fucking nervous. Yeah. (laughs) What can I tell you? And Craig Sheffer keeps trying to beat me up. (laughs) (laughs) And all I want to do is open this shop with Travis, but he's gone. And now all I've got is this crayon drawing of the elevation of the shop. Um, Yeah, they they do the lie detector tests. Um, They all, all pass. Apart from one, but then we find out they did it a second time and then they all passed the second time. I think one was inconclusive the first time. I heard that each of them took the lie detector test three times. Oh, wow. In real life? Yes. Okay. Three times each. And the one guy, I can't remember if it was Peter Berg or or Boone, (laughs) um, but he passed the first two times and third time he was like, fuck this. I, I'm done with this. Uh, this, is, this is too much. I can't be bothered to do this anymore. I've already done it twice. Fuck you. And then that was the inconclusive one. So right. you could read it like they all passed. But it's, as you say, it kind of measures, or, or what my understanding is it kind of just measures your anxiety if you're nervous or anxious yeah, about your like heart rate. If you're not confident. Yeah, like yeah. That sort of thing. So it's not. It's not an exact science, no, but put it, it that way. I guess it can just help you paint a picture of the person that you've got sitting in front of you for, yeah. for a start. And, or and make maybe... people nervous enough that they confess. Or I, there, there are a myriad of reasons yeah. why it's valid in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but to have all of them pass every time virtually, uh, there's something there that needs to be <laughs> investigated, right? I mean, I, I think I'm probably more of a skeptic than you are. But yeah, I mean, the fact that, I don't know about the rest of them, but particularly the fact that he's stuck to his story for the last 50 years, his story remains unchanged. Like, I don't think I could even remember what happened to me that long ago, let alone keep, I don't know. So it just kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Yes. and But I think for me, I've I've become less of a skeptic over the last few years. Yeah. I'm not saying that like this stuff is definitely real or his story is definitely real, but I'm leaning more towards when you've got, you know, proper scientists that are looking into this stuff, people like like Gary Nolan that works at Stanford University who claims to have alien materials or, you know, just stuff that hasn't been engineered on this planet, but has definitely been engineered. Um, I don't know when, and, and then you get stories like this that haven't changed for 50 years 
with this is probably the most compelling case i would say because the, the probably of, the most famous as well right one of the most yeah it's probably the most famous i would say made a lot to do with this movie maybe yeah um but the fact that you've got all of these people that have not changed their story in so long and all of the lie detector tests and stuff i don't know man this is fucking weird yeah some weird shit's going, going on there yeah agreed agreed but then oh, i don't know like the the so my thing is cryptids. Your thing is aliens. My thing is cryptids. Yeah. And there are similar sort of stories in the cryptid community, like the Patterson-Gimlin Bigfoot footage. And, you know, one of the guys stuck to his guns, but then the other one kind of went back on it. I, I can't remember. The, I can't remember. One of them, I think, was on his deathbed. And look, I forget the details, but not the same as this situation. Yeah. There were kind of conflicting stories towards the end anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's curious. It's notable for that fact, right? Because mm. normally it's so easy to find inconsistencies or to poke holes in people's stories, and this just kind of seems fairly ironclad. I think so. I think I I definitely s- subscribe to. Okay, they definitely experienced something. Something happened. Something yeah. happened, and whatever it was, they believe it, and I, so I believe them. Was it aliens or not? Who fucking knows? I'm, I'm, you know, jury's out on that. I want it to be. Because it, like, he's as, as scary as the third act of the movie is. And we'll get into oh, the yes. differences between what happens in the movie and what Travis Walton claims happened in real life. He does kind of believe now that they were not intending to harm him. Okay. He does think, oh, I think maybe they did me damage with the light and they were trying to repair it. But he was so fucking scared that he took it as a like a threat to his life at the time because he didn't mm-hmm. know what the fuck was going on uh, as you would yeah <laughs> i see some aliens standing over me i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna go now <laughs> um so we started talking about it already let's let's skip to the end and talk about the bit that everyone remembers yeah because i think you're right in the uh, the rest of the film is i don't want to say forgettable but kind of middle of the road but it's the last 20 minutes that really kind of makes this film somewhat unforgettable, I would say. Yeah, agreed. For everything else in the movie, this is the part that I'm remembering. Yeah, like the end goes fucking hard. It, go- it, goes it earns nuts. that 15 certificate in the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I would love to have seen this when I was a kid as well. This would have, yeah. been, this would have been super interesting to watch. I think I would be a different person. It would have scarred me. Yeah, well, you've met me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably how you would have turned out. Um, yeah, it's it's mad. And as we alluded to, like it's super different from what actually happened. But in, in, yeah. the, in the movie, it's really dark, really sinister. He is, is he, he wakes, uh, hang on, hang on. He, <laughs> after they find him, mm-hmm. or do we want to go a bit back a bit further? He, they, he's, he's gone for five days. For five whole days, yes. And then he rings um, the T-1000 and says, yep. come pick me up. I'm back. Yeah. And then they go and pick him up. And, and he's, he's naked, shivering, dehydrated, hasn't eaten or drunk anything for five days. Yep. And he's in a foam box. I thought you said foam box. <laughs> he's in a so, foam <laughs> what's box. What's a foam box? <laughs> I want to go in this foam box. Uh, yeah. So five days. I mean. That mm, bit was accurate, right? What? The five days part? The five days and the finding him in a foam box. I, I heard I, that oh, was accurate. I don't remember the foam box. He definitely wasn't naked. 
Okay. In real life. He had clothes on. <laughs> it's the opposite of naked, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they went and found him and then he doesn't know what happened. And then it skips forward a bit. He hides under a table and then some maple syrup dollops <laughs> on his head. And he has he... a maple syrup induced flashback. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> No, real... not the goop. <laughs> yeah, the goop reminded him of the goop on the ship. Yeah. And then that's when it really starts to be completely different. Well, for a start, he didn't remember what happened to him in, in real life. So he had to be hypnotized. And that's how he uh, came upon the knowledge that he was abducted by aliens. And okay. I can see your face now. I think you're becoming a little more sceptical now, right? Well, I don't know how much I buy into hypnosis. Interesting. And like the, the power of suggestion is obviously a thing, but I don't know. I had hypnosis for TMJ and it didn't work. Okay. So maybe I'm just stubborn. <laughs> I think um, hypnosis is a is a whole different thing. And I, th- I think there's... Oh man, I not, mean, it's not like not it is down. in the movies. I know that much. It's more lulling you into a relaxed state, emptying your mind, which was, that's where they went wrong with me. <laughs> it never happens. Um, I would say that happens all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was you. right there. <laughs> <laughs> How very dare you, sir. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that does add a layer to my scepticism. Yes, I, I'm not surprised. I saw your face turn. When you were like, <laughs> oh, oh, hypnosis, you say? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of always been a fan of hypnosis, so. You've um, been a fan of it? Yeah. Well, in the Darren Brown sense, or like? Yeah. Uh, it's, okay. it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's not magic. It's not it's, like putting you to sleep and making you quack like a duck, like, no, like you see in TV and movies. Yeah, it's, and, and it's a thing that, you know, you could argue that all advertising is kind of hypnosis in its own way, like a flash imagery or whatever, like it fucking works. It works. As you quite rightly how you quite rightly put it, it does add a layer of skepticism for me also with the hypnosis part because it it does kind of make you think well it it could have been dreaming it, it could have yeah. been a false memory and now he's just remembering that false memory for the rest of his life so and that, just to add to that there was something i heard on I, I listened to a couple of podcasts as well but mm. i avoided interviews with travis himself um so i mostly got kind of third-hand retellings but I did listen to last podcast on the left and they delved a little bit into his younger years and apparently he had a fascination with aliens going way back and there was some kind of not great stuff that happened with his dad. Um, and so they think, well, one of their theories is that the whole thing was kind of a trauma response hmm. and that he did maybe invent some of it, um, yeah. which is a valid theory. And it's entirely possible. Yeah, yeah. For sure. All right. That's interesting. I did listen to a few podcasts with him. One I would recommend is Theories of Everything, which is uh, that's it's kind of proper science, cross fringe science kind of okay. podcast. But it's good. The guy is, knows what he's talking about. It's, it's more from a scientific perspective as well. Like he will question people. He's because he's got knowledge himself, he's able to meet people at their own game a little bit so it does it is more interesting than your average kind of fringe science um show i recommend that one it's about two and a half hours of travis going through his experience but yeah it's all from hypnosis remember from hypnosis but in the movie as we say some maple syrup dripped on his face (laughs) he remembered he was abducted by aliens yeah and he never ate a pancake again no (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, they fucking ruined pancakes. They've ruined aliens and pancakes for me. Yeah. And then he re- so, so the first image was he's being dragged along the ground. Is it was that the first one or no? No, 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 no. no, no he no. wakes up in this cocoon thing. Yes, which would be the point at which I freaked out because oh my god, claustrophobia is real. Um, he kind of busts his way out, and then he's in like this zero gravity chamber, yeah. just bimbling around trying to get his keys. <laughs> yeah, he lost his. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Oh my god! When you, you lose never your, find car, your keys car keys on the spaceship, am I right? <laughs> Um, Phone, keys, what? Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I'm freaking out at that point too. If I'm waking up in this space with with gloop and this weird alien slime shit, I'm thinking, oh shit, man, there's a face hugger coming for me right now. He handled it pretty well. (laughs) He was pretty calm at that (laughs) point. As you say, he's bimbling around in zero gravity and he meets some aliens. Well, he sees the spacesuits first. That's right. Which was kind of, it's a bit of a fake out, really, because he gets into this other chamber, sees the spacesuits all kind of rigged up around, and the spacesuits look exactly like uh, Greys that Mm. we've led to believe, we've been led to believe that Greys look in TV and film. Yeah. So I kind of really enjoyed that this added a layer to that and kind of told us that actually no that's not what aliens look like that's just what they wear <laughs> yeah that's their that's their that's their clothes yeah that's their chinos and movie t-shirt <laughs> i thought that was pretty cool yeah no it was cool and uh, but the aliens look quite different to how he describes them as well so yeah but that, it, the way he describes them in real life is as you say very much more like greys the greys that people with the tiny that people features call the greys, with the, the, Apart, like huge eyes but tiny mouth tiny nose tiny ears yeah yeah big old um big old Peepers. noggin yeah um but yeah they do, he does see a spacesuit and and says spacesuit space <laughs> yeah oh thanks dv sweetie yeah. <laughs> is that what that is yeah and then um they find him they find him don't they, they mm-hmm. find him. it's like we're going to drag you and we're going to rip off your trousers. And you think, oh no. <laughs> We've seen this before. We all start, we all clench up a bit. <laughs> it's just going to be like that Michael Ironside movie. <laughs> um, which you have to watch. That's not a Starship You have troopers. to watch Extraterrestrial if you're listening to this. Go and watch Extraterrestrial. Did I make so. you watch if, that? If you find a movie that's called Extraterrestrial and Michael Ironside is in it, you need to watch it for one scene. Only. <laughs> it's not very good. It but... goes to some places we did not expect. <laughs> Yeah, but that doesn't happen in this movie. But you kind of think it will because they do rip his clothes off and then just put a layer of... Oh, God, that was the worst part for me. They were filming over him. It was like vacuform. Yeah. Like they coat him in this stuff (laughs) and it just sort of vacuums to his body and it's just... Imagining that is horrendous. That's I, genuinely horrific. Yeah, it, yeah, it is horrific. Like you thought that the where he originally woke up was claustrophobic. That's just <laughs> claustrophobic on steroids. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's like what's your safe word? Claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Kinky these fucking aliens, isn't they? <laughs> yeah, I thought that they were going to store him under the bed. That's what I thought was happening there. They're just going to suck all the air out of him and. Just store them. They've got store aliens stored under the bed, yeah. It's more efficient to store them that way. It is, yeah. Take up less space. Yeah, to get the air out. Yeah, that's how I'd store humans. Yeah. Um, also did not happen. No. In real life. Did not get a did not get his clothes ripped off as we've established because yep. he woke up with his with his own clothes with on. With his double denims still intact. With his double denims. They're like, we're not touching that shit. 
yeah, that was made up. And then they did a little eye thing with the eye clamp, and it's yeah. horrific. Like it's yeah, all of that stuff is so claustrophobic, visceral. frightening, visceral. It's not gory in any way, shape, or form, but it's so visceral and gooey and wincy. Yeah, eyeball stuff is awful. Yeah. And you're just, it's its more kind of your brain going to a, oh God, what are they going to do kind of a place than what you're actually seeing, I think. Yeah. And I think it's quite jarring as well. Like my criticism of the first two acts of the movie is that it feels a bit kind of earthly. Too kind grounded. Of too grounded TV type movie. But mm-hmm. I think because it's such fucking change in that third act, it does kind of. That's why it works. It That's does, why it's so impactful. It, yeah, it does kind of work in that way. Um, but it does hit you over the head with like, oh, wow, this is a, a sci-fi horror movie. Now. This <laughs> yeah. is actually quite scary. Yeah. And this happens, you say? <laughs> so what did actually happen? So it's, the true story is, I wouldn't say it's l- less interesting because, you know, it, 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 he's, it, he claims that it's true. So I would say it's less interesting. And that's because <laughs> the um, the director apparently said that the executives the money people thought that his recount um his his retelling of his abduction was boring they right. thought it was shit so they were like let's just make it a bit more uh visceral a bit more spectacular yeah well don't let the truth get in the way of a good story yeah <laughs> um yeah so he woke up he saw lights above him not very many it was dimly lit like it was in a movie he sees these aliens over him which he initially thinks are surgeons. He can't quite see properly. His, his vision sort of comes back to him slowly, realizes they're aliens, freaks the fuck out, or like they're not humans or whatever, grabs something that's next to him, which just ends up being some sort of rod. And, rod and a phallic weapon, you a, say? A phallic weapon, if you will, yeah. <laughs> and tries to Zorro his way out of the room, I think. But um, he's just sort of acting a bit threatening and they're quite small and frail and they fuck okay. off and they leave him human-like aliens come in now this is where it gets he says that he he's immediately he immediately feels better because he sees some a human come in the room right he says as, as the human gets closer he thinks that it, there's something off about it and i don't really know what that means but yeah so the, the human comes into the room and uh there's something a bit off but they start leading him into another room and he goes down this ramp and it turns out that this other there's a bigger room with inside the inside the room that he was just in and I think I think that might be more or less That's it. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is boring. Yeah, I guess so. I must be forgetting. I read some a, stuff I read here. a bit about he found a seat and he sat in it and he thought it was some sort of observation deck. Oh, I is don't... that fabricated? <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, I don't remember that. I can't. Re- I don't have a source either. I can't cite my source. That might be garbage. <laughs> I'm just going through my uh, just going through my notes. See what I've got. No, nothing about a magic chair. I'm afraid. Oh, I've invented that then. Yeah. Must be a dream I had. Maybe I was hypnotized. Maybe you were. But he, he did, uh, he claims that the um, the uh, the human-like uh, being was larger than a regular human and had Nordic features. Nordic features. And there is... Uh, oh, that's, oh, like Nordic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a bit about this. Yeah. Nordic abductions, yeah. So Different the, uh, kind of species of alien. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but I mean, you know, if if one's real... In my mind, if one's real, then there's fucking loads of, like, I don't so know. So you're saying these these other aliens look like the Scars Guards? 
Yes. Larger than the average human and Nordic looking. Yeah. They've, <laughs> at some point in their during their existence, they've all starred in a Robert Eggers movie. Right. <laughs> or have played it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the, the true story is not as interesting. And it does... The horrific nature of the third act of this movie is super interesting and unsettling. Maybe if they'd have just done oh, it a, needed that a straight um, retelling, it, it might have been a it bit. It would have been. But can you imagine if you'd watched it and it was a straight retelling? Boring first act, boring second act, boring climax. <laughs> they would you ha- need that third act in this movie. You do. Yeah. I think if you maybe improved the whole thing narratively speaking, tightened it up, maybe tightened it up, have some more kind of interesting characters in there. Maybe you could take more artistic license with their motivations and what's going on in their personal lives to feed it into an overall narrative because it feels like the first half, first two thirds is a retelling Mm -hmm. and then it's like, no, we don't want to fucking like. And it (laughs) kind of works. It's kind of entertaining. Well, the end is kind of entertaining in that regard. But there's definitely, I think the interesting, the story in and of itself is interesting enough to really mine some a good movie out of this. Yeah. and I think this is a good movie. <laughs> I know you do. It's fine. I think it's fine. Me and Robert Lieberman think this is a good movie. Oh, director of D3 The Mighty Ducks. And nothing else notable. <laughs> oh, he did a he did a Titanic miniseries as well, I believe. He did a miniseries called Ascension. Oh, did he? I think I watched and quite liked, but it got cancelled. Was that cancelled. more alien stuff? No. Oh. That was about a group of people that lived on a spaceship. But but are they on a spaceship? <laughs> no spoilers that's a conversation for a different show yeah and I guess that's kind of like the Travis Walton story really isn't it was he on a spaceship though <laughs> no probably not <laughs> just dealing with some deep seated childhood trauma yeah but um, old Travis Travi, Travi W um, Travis Walton he to give him his SoundCloud rapper name yeah <laughs> Travi W <laughs> he he would love a remake to happen I've heard this as well he hated this didn't he I really. Well, I, he wrote he wrote a book three years after the movie came out because he didn't like it, despite being in the film. Is he? Is he in the movie? Him and his wife have a cameo in the film. Not as Travis Walton. No, he's not DB <laughs> <TV> Sweeney. <laughs> Travis oh. Walton as DB Sweeney as Travis Walton. <laughs> I did not know that. You said that there wasn't much trivia for this movie, but that's good trivia. That's pretty good that. trivia. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, he wants a remake. He wants a remake of this. I heard that, I mean, it's, there's been a bit of time now between this movie coming out and what's happening these days. I mean, he's getting a lot more work now because of all <laughs> yeah, the stories and he's getting a lot more podcast appearances and stuff. And I guess if I'm being a skeptic, my biggest point would be, and this is what I always say when I'm looking into things, what are they selling me? Mm. So, you know, he's doing podcasts, he's got book deals. He can't have made that much money for the last kind of, 50 years so he can't have made enough to like make a living um, is it really worth yeah, it I, do you think I th- yeah i think oh. so i think so oh it's bullshit then <laughs> <laughs> it's all bollocks <laughs> i i just i i if someone if if someone's making money out of something obviously then you do have take to it with a pinch that. of salt take it with a pinch of salt i don't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily say that i don't believe him I, I think I do. We just don't know. Him. Like you said, we just don't know. I think I think I think I do believe him. Okay. But whether or not it's true is different. I don't believe him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that he wants a remake. 
Uh, yeah, I believe he wants more money. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's it, isn't it, right? He gets, he'll probably get paid again if there's another another yeah. version of this movie. Of course. And as he should, it's his story. Yeah, he, he made it up, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> shut up. What if, they, what if I get offered a job on Fire in the Sky reboot? Well, you'll work under a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> that's, tr- that's true. We don't say my Travy surname. Travy W. <laughs> Spelled phonetically. <laughs> Traffy W, would you like to work as an accountant on the Fire and the Sky reboot? Yes. Yes, I would. However, I have some notes. <laughs> Just before we wrap up, I have little bits of trivia, but like I say, not much. This film didn't do particularly well. You talked about the budget being 15 million. Could you yeah. find anything about how much it made? Anywhere? I saw the number 20 million. Oh, really? Hmm. Hmm. I call bullshit on that. I don't know. I think that was, from what I saw, was, and it was difficult to find numbers, mm-hmm. but that was just domestic in America. Okay. I don't think this got a cinematic release in the UK. No, no. Or anywhere else. Maybe it did. Who knows? Don't correct me. Don't give a shit. Um, I know that the the people behind the film really thought they were onto a winner. Did they? Yeah, they thought this was going to be a big deal. William Friedkin loved it. Uh, gave it a standing ovation after watching it. Really? Yeah, the man himself. But yeah, it was not financially successful at all. But kind of lives on as a bit of a cult favourite thanks to that third act. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if it made 20 million... Um, that's not a failure. If it made money on paper, know. but that's why I don't it, know if that figure is accurate. Well, it's the whole marketing thing. Yeah. Once you factor in marketing, it's probably a loss. But also... DVD sales and your fucking purchase of the VHS for $15. <laughs> That's gone in someone's back pocket, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm funding Travis Wong. <laughs> yeah, you're the skeptic. You're the one that, that's paying for his, uh, his liars. And I'm so, reaping all the benefits. <laughs> there you go. Um, Craig Sheffer was almost fired. He was fired from almost the sky. Almost fired. Why? From the sky. <laughs> no. Um, the director said that he was always late to set he was just a bit of a knob did you know he just, what I, <laughs> he, he annoyed everybody around him do you know what i would have said if i was late to set they'd be like why are you late been like oh sorry i got abducted by aliens like, <laughs> <laughs> no you didn't yes i did prove it <laughs> um but yeah the the only reason he wasn't fired is because he was playing an arsehole so they were like it kind of fits the character we'll let it slide he <laughs> was method yeah and he kind of like fucks off at the midway point doesn't he yeah so is that Boone? Uh, that's Boone, yeah. yeah. So maybe he was fired. <laughs> maybe that's why his character was never seen again. Maybe um, he fucked off back to Midian, where the monsters live. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here's a really funny bit of trivia. <laughs> DB Sweeney did an interview, and he he mentioned that um, ILM again. We talked about them recently. Yeah. They uh, were going to be handling the special effects on on this movie. Um, <laughs> so. At the time the film was being made, that was when James Cameron had it in his head that he wanted to make a Spider-Man movie. Mm, with Canon. Huh? With Canon. With Oh, with Canon Films. Mm. Canon. <laughs> you confused me. Yes. Um, we, obviously, we all know that didn't pan out. Yeah. But at the time, uh, D.B. Sweeney was so convinced that he wanted to be Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, I know that he considered all the stuff he did in the third act of this film, like all the wire work. He thought, oh, this this will act as my kind of... Um, like his audition. Like his audition reel, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Aww. an actor less suited to Peter Parker than D.B. Sweeney? 
I, I would have watched a James Cameron movie with D.B. Sweeney as, as Peter Parker, but I wouldn't have watched it because D.B. Sweeney was <laughs> no. I would have watched it because James Cameron was making it. Yeah. Oh. And then you get Tom Holland, Holland many, many decades down the line, and he's just doing flips in his audition. Yeah. They're like, give that, that, give that guy the, the job. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I kind of wish that had panned out now. There's another reality where that <laughs> panned out. Unfortunately, yeah. we're not in it. But one day we might slide into it. Maybe. Maybe like if we change our vibrational state, we might. That's. We might get sucked off into another Stop. universe. <laughs> Stop. So, what are your thoughts on this film? To to wrap us up on the review portion of the show. <laughs> the review portion of this show. <laughs> oh, I think it's fine. I I it's it's a lot of work to get through the first two acts, but. The third act is super interesting and it's kind of worth it, but it's like a very three star movie for me. But it's got five star qualities, you know. It's what? it's like a it's like a one star movie that's got five star qualities. What's the middle of that? It's not quite two and a half. It's three. That's my logic. I agree to some extent, but I still stand by my four stars because I mean it's it's twenty percent Robert insane. Patrick driving around in a truck. Yeah, seventy percent homoerotic scenes with a sexually charged undertone of blokes almost fighting but not quite and 10% of the film fucking slaps Mm. it's the most harrowing like 12 minutes I think I've seen in recent memory was it only 12 minutes it was about 12 minutes Yeah. yeah and yeah we were both latecomers to this film so I'm surprised I enjoyed it a lot because I think often when you arrive at a film like this so much later than everybody else who loves it a lot of the reason why they love it is nostalgia yeah. or you know the time at which they watched it they watched it in their formative years um and obviously that wasn't the case but it just I don't know made an impression man I enjoy yeah, it that's a fair point I think it's if I'd have seen this when I at the time that it was released when I was 9 years old I've, then it would be a full I mean, movie. I probably would have turned it off because I'd be like, this fucking boring shit. It's just There's no robots. <laughs> yeah. But if I'd have made it through the entire movie, I think do think that it would have stuck with me. And it yeah. would have been, oh, do you remember that fucking abduction movie? And maybe, is it the the best alien abduction movie? It might be. I think it might be, yeah. I can't think of another good one at all. Not that stands out, no. Which, like, which is an answer in and of itself, isn't it? Because they're all, they're all very like sci-fi channel, aren't they? Yeah. These, these abduction and sort of in the wake of x-files and but this one goes to 11 yeah so before we bail out very quickly we decided we would go back to our police academy episode Mm. and do something we did back then which is recast the movie yeah because travis would love a remake we thought yeah let's try and do our own now i I think that you have you may have thought about this a little more than I did because I just <laughs> wrote some random names down in my notes <laughs> that I'm looking at there. Okay. Um, I've got no cast names next to any of the names. Oh my god! And do you know? Do you, do you? So just random. Anyone yeah. could be anyone. Yeah. Oh my god! So- yes, I've thought about this more than you. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i'm thinking there's like one or two or three main people in this i'm thinking about and okay. i've just got some names that i'm gonna throw out there so uh, johnny galecki johnny galecki from roseanne from suicide kings <laughs> from the big bang thing <laughs> oh was he in that was he yeah yeah uh, as who johnny galecki is jo- he just uh i don't know he can just jo- be johnny galecki <laughs> and he just sort of comes in 
and he's maybe he's not the main uh, maybe he's not Travis Walton but if he could just come in and be Johnny Galecki a little bit I'm not watching this remake and uh, next well, they probably couldn't afford him, to be fair. <laughs> no, he makes Big Bang Theory money. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got I got the name Johnny Galecki in my head and then I couldn't stop saying Johnny Galecki in my head. And I thought, oh, I better write this down. <laughs> um, Josh Brolin, because he's quite rag- rugged, isn't he? Is this because we watched something in the other night that had James Brolin in, so he was in your head anyway? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I like Josh Brolin. Do you want to give me some real ones then? I've got- Is that it? Oh, two. What, you want me to? All right. Do all of them. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. What? As who? I don't know. He's got a beard. <laughs> Fine. James McAvoy. This is a weird cast. Carry on. <laughs> Tony Hale. Tony Hale from Arrested Development. Buster. As Buster. Hey, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he plays Mike. <laughs> and when he when they find him again, he goes, "Hey, brother! <laughs> Never mind my hand got bitten off by a Lucille." Uh, I wrote down a scars god. <laughs> funnily enough, as the alien, <laughs> I don't know. Is anyone the Nordics? Yeah, you got to have Frank Grillo in a remake. Oh, you? here we go. Because so I'd have Frank Grillo maybe as the policeman, or maybe he just comes in and he maybe he's Frank, the same. Frank Grillo is um is the Craig Sheffer role, the angry yeah. Uh, oppositional guy that works or yeah. or merge fire in the sky universe with the skylines universe and he's oh, no. from beyond skyline no if we're merging universes then we're having eco uace as well yes well yeah we have to have I, i'll accept that okay I, i'd watch the shit out of that <laughs> <laughs> um the last name i've got written down is paul dano what it, oh peter berg yes oh specky yeah that's <laughs> specky nerd oh he wears glasses yeah that, yeah. that, that one yeah um, and yeah. that's it. I didn't give any thought really to who these people might play. Just, you could just end the sentence with, I didn't give it any thought really. Yes, that would be <laughs> a, a fair observation. Um, and also I struggled with age. Like I couldn't, I, was, yeah. I had sort of had kind of had a mini existential crisis while we we're making this list because I was kept thinking of men that are 40 or 50 years old and then remembering, oh shit, I'm getting old now. Yeah. Who's young? I know. Timothy Chalamet. I know, right? I, I thought Timothy Chalamet. I was like, is that the only young person I, I, I know? I don't mind him as a logger. And then I thought, he's probably like 30 now, isn't he? Probably, yeah. He's not young anymore. He doesn't look like he's done a day's manual labour in his life. No. He put his hand in that um, dangerous box once. <laughs> Proved that he was the king of the sand people. Are you talking about Dune? Yeah. Did you understand Dune? <laughs> Uh yeah um the, the worms the worms Shall I do my list? the worms uh, no hang on the worms <laughs> and not what they seem the dust is a commodity and it's um spice resources Shall I do my list now do your list okay I did put um well no I didn't put character names I put the original actors names so in place of DB Sweeney Despite everybody on Letterboxd comparing him to Paul Rudd, which I don't see, mm. um, I've gone for Riz Ahmed. <laughs> Riz Ahmed? Yeah. Okay. Because why not? Like He's it. fucking brilliant in everything he I've seen him in. He's fucking brilliant in everything. And actually, that Encounter, I would recommend watching. I haven't seen that. That's I good. need to. It's a good one. Okay. Um, in the Robert Patrick role, Oscar Isaac. I like it. Right? Yeah, he can do his little dance that he does in X <laughs> Machina and then does some misogyny at the aliens. Yeah. 
Um, in the Craig Sheffer role, this is a bit of an outlier. I'm not convinced about this one. Colin Farrell. Mm, okay. I, I never used to rate him, but he's got so much range. He's very funny. He's I very love funny, how yes. dryly funny he is in those Yorgos Lanthimos movies. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> in the Henry Thomas role, um, I've gone for Tom Holland. The uh, Spider-Man? Yeah, not the director of Fright Night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because... <laughs> the character the character was supposed to be 17. Henry Thomas was older than that. They kind of aged him up. Yeah. Same here. Like Tom Holland is, I don't know, 20 25 something. Yeah. But he looks 12, so he could yeah. he could do that. He does look 12. Um okay. The Peter Berg role, Pat Healy. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I like it. Because he does like nervous and twitchy and like he's a little bit older, but I yeah, don't know. he's very good as well, Pat Healy. I would love Underrated. to see him in some like big stuff because yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I don't think I knew who he was until you introduced me to some of his stuff, and I really took notice since then. And he's fucking excellent. And he in pops up he'd... in loads of stuff as well. And he's great. Put him in some more stuff, please. Yes, yeah. Um, and the last one, the James Garner role, the police officer or mm. sheriff. Um, so this is kind of going back to last season. I went for Jeff Bridges. I thought he was going to say Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Mahoney. Mahoney. Um, no, oh, right. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges always brings something, doesn't he? Yeah. He's always great. He's just got that Mumbly. Jeff Bridgesness about him. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that works. Did you? Yeah, he can wear the... He likes wearing a hat sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He's very good at wearing a hat. Yeah, I I'm like pretty it. pleased with that. I think your list is way better than my list of names. Me too. Yeah, I think we should pitch it to Travi W. <laughs> we should. Yeah. What are we doing next week? The final show of season three. Yeah, next week is the final episode. We are doing our first Jordan Peele movie. Mm. Nope. Hell yeah. Which is an acronym. Is it? Hmm. I thought that was hearsay. We'll see. Hmm. We'll talk about this next week. Hmm. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can stay up to date with us on Twitter, Instagram or TikTok at STH underscore pod or support us on Patreon. Everything will be linked in the description.